Hello, you beautiful people. So I wanted to talk to you today about free debt advice because I go on YouTube and I look this stuff up and what I see on there sometimes is these people saying, yeah, well, all those free debt advice charities, they're like a wolf in sheep's clothing. Don't you know that the credit industry pays for them? And I sit here as somebody who works in financial services. I've worked in debt management for over 20 years. And I go, well, duh, yeah. Um, how, on, how on earth else do you think they get paid? Uh, you know, they're, they're, yes, they're charities. Yes, they, they get some donations. But they're doing work on behalf of the people who lent you money in the first place that you now can't repay for one reason or another. And that could be reasons totally beyond your control. Or back in the day, it could have been because you were lent to irresponsibly. There are loads of reasons why people get in debt. And we will do something about the emotional impact of debt, the, the, the stigma, the shame, the guilt that goes along with it, and actually some of the tragic outcomes that that can lead to. So we'll, we'll do a video on that another day. But just for today, I wanted to focus on debt advice. And is it your friend or is it your foe? So let's talk about funding first. So there's a thing called the fair share levy. And effectively what it does, it pays for debt management plans. So every time an authorised debt advice charity sets up a debt management plan, which is basically all of your creditors go into one list, you make one payment a month to the debt advice agency, and that debt advice agency will then pass all that, those payments out, um, split them all up and send them off to all of the people you owe money to. And your creditors don't have to agree to that, but for the most part they do because it actually will cost them more by keep ringing you up, keep sending you letters, keep sending you text messages. But if an authorised debt advice agency has looked at your situation and says, well, the most this person can afford to pay is £20 or £50 or £100 a month, whatever it might be, and actually you've got all these different people you owe money to, so we're just going to split that money up and send it out to them. There's no point in continuing to chase you because they're not going to come to a different answer than the debt advice charities come to. And they will actually build in review points as well. So they'll, they'll go back and they'll take another look at your, your situation, maybe six, 12 months down the line. And if you've got more money available, then they will encourage you to make a bigger payment because the debt advice charity doesn't want to keep you in debt for longer than you need to be in debt for. And there's a really good reason for that. The longer you're in debt, well, if life throws you another curveball and you get another financial shock in your life and you're already in debt, then that curveball, that, that additional financial shock is going to hurt a lot more and risks pushing you right back into problem debt. Whereas if you've got no debt at all, you've already gotten out of debt and you've managed to put some savings aside if you're, if you're fortunate enough to be able to do so, then when that curveball comes, it's not going to have as much of an impact as it would have done if you were still in debt. So no debt advisor worth their salt will ever want to keep you in debt for longer than you absolutely have to be. And there did used to be some tensions between creditors, you know, the people you owe money to and the debt advice sector. Creditors used to say, oh, well, you know, debt advisors are all a little bit soft and they just want to give people as long as, long as possible and, and let them pay the, the, the least amount possible. Actually, that isn't true. Um, like I just said, for, for very good reasons debt advisors do not want you in debt for longer than you have to be. At the same time, they also know that the repayments you make have to be affordable. Why do they have to be affordable? Well, it's, it's not rocket science, right? If you're being asked to make unaffordable repayments, you will stop paying. It's as simple as that because you couldn't afford it. So, you know, this is, this is stuff. There's a, there's a guy who works for a debt collection agency. I was auditing them 
oh, I don't know, 15 years ago maybe. And this was just after the Financial Conduct Authority was really starting to bring in its three principles of treating customers fairly. So those three principles were that repayments have to be affordable, that debt collection agencies had to signpost free debt advice, and that vulnerabilities needed to be identified in a timely manner. Now look, I'll talk again about vulnerabilities another day. Vulnerability is an industry term. It's not one that we tend to use with the public because if I turn around to you and go in, oh, Mrs. Miggins, you're so vulnerable. What are you going to do? You're going to turn around and go, do one, right? So yeah, vulnerability is, is a, a term that we understand in the industry to mean um, a, a fairly specific thing, except it's not all that specific. But anyway, I'm digressing. So, so we'll go back to that another day. So look, debt advice. There are, there are two main things that are going to happen. One, you'll either be able to repay, and then there's a load of different things that can happen to one side for that. Or the other is that you can't repay, and then there's a load of things that happen on the other side for that. I guess two main outcomes that are likely to come out of free debt advice. One would be the debt management plan, which is where you can afford to make some repayments against your debt. And the other would be a debt relief order, which is where you genuinely can't. Now, where a debt management plan doesn't cost you anything, a debt relief order does. And the reason it does is because it's listed with the insolvency service. So think of it like any government legal process, there's a fee to pay. So if you go bankrupt, for example, I, I think last I checked, the fee was about £680 to, to make yourself bankrupt, declare yourself bankrupt. And there are probably other fees further down the line. But for a debt relief order, the fee that the government puts on it is £90 as of time of recording, January 2024. So you have to pay that 90 pounds. And then effectively what they will do is, is they'll take token payments from you for a year. And if your situation is still the same after a year, then the vast bulk of those debts will be written off. So what about the conflict of interest point that I keep hearing about? So there's, there's some YouTubers out there who say that there's a conflict of interest because the creditor is paying the debt advice agency to collect that debt for them. It's not quite right. It goes via the money and pension service. So the money and pension service is these days is now a, a, what's called an executive agency. So it's a standalone body, but it sits under the Department for Working Pensions. And just to give you an idea of, of the funding that it receives. So in 2020 slash 2021, so from 1st of April 2020 to end of March 2021, the funding that was originally given for free debt advice by the government was somewhere in the region of 64 million pounds. But because of the pandemic, the government actually put additional funding into free debt advice that year, which pushed the amount available for free debt advice funding up to, again, from memory, 102 million pounds. I'll put links below so we can check this out. So effectively, you know, the government knows that there is value in free debt advice. The industry knows that there is value in free debt advice. And hopefully, you know, if you if you just go on, I don't know, let's let's just call out step change. So if you go on Trustpilot or FIFO, have a look at the reviews. Don't take my word for it. Go and look at the thousands of people who've been through that process, who leave them four and five star reviews. Why do they do that? Well, effectively, these are people who've become debt free. And debt free is the goal, right? I, I've, I know, I've been there. I've been I've, I've, I, was, I was there myself. I was struggling under tons of debt because of a life event that basically sent me off on a bender for about a year. And I borrowed and borrowed and borrowed and borrowed. Mental health went downhill fast. I had 200 odd letters stuffed in a drawer somewhere. Didn't even brush my teeth in the morning when I got up, you know. It got to a pretty bad place. But I got out of it. And you know what? When that last debt was paid off, the grin on my face, I just can't tell you about it. 
Now I was lucky, I managed to pay it off and I was also lucky, I guess, because I worked in the debt management industry. I knew some of the, the tips and, and tricks and I knew what they would take me to court for, what they wouldn't, where I could be bullshy, where I couldn't. And really, to be honest with you, I was nice to the people who were nice to me. And the ones who were arsy to me, I was arsy to them and that letter just got put on, on the bottom of the pile until it came to the top again. But like I said, I kind of knew what I was doing. So there's that, that's that's not advice for, for you to do the same. Go and, go and get a proper debt advice from a proper debt advisor that's funded by the government. So there's, there's that side of things. There's getting debt free and knowing that you got out of debt yourself. That's that's an in incredibly proud moment. The effect of, of knowing that you paid your debts back and, and you managed to get out of it is huge. It's it's a it's a real it's a real milestone in your life. However, as good as that may be, not everybody can afford to pay their debts back. You know, what, what if you went through a divorce and you lost the house and you're now renting your own accommodation and you're also having to pay for the kids and the house that you were living in and your job cuts down your hours? You know, all those financial commitments you made before those life events happened were made in good faith, but you now can't afford it. Or look at what's going on at the moment. It doesn't necessarily need to be that your income or your, your living circumstances changed, just the price of everything went up. So, you know, you might have made financial commitments where you had, I don't know, £150 a month left over and you was, put, you was putting that in savings. And then cost of living happens just after the pandemic when you might have been on furlough for a, a year or so, you know, with 80% of your wage coming in. So, and, and that was if you were lucky, right? That £150, gas, electric, rent, insurance, food, clothes, transport, everything, right? So it doesn't necessarily need to be that your circumstances change. It doesn't necessarily need to be because of bad decisions that you made. It just means that shit happens, and it does. It does happen to people. I'm taking a really long time about getting to the place of saying, so on the one side, you've got the, yes, I could afford to repay. On the other side, I couldn't afford to repay and a debt relief order might actually be the right way out of it. Now look, there are loads and loads of other things that you can do. Yes, there are IVAs, um, you know, there's, there's, there's equity release in your property. There's actually selling your assets to, to pay for some of the goods, um, which you're probably better off doing than waiting for an enforcement agent, a bailiff to turn up and collect it and take it away. Because by the time you add in their fees and then what they'll get for your goods at auction, you do a better job selling it on eBay. Don't do that if you're already uh, if your goods are already subject to a taking control order because um, because you're not allowed to do that. Uh, the the goods then technically belong to the enforcement agent bailiff. But at any stage prior to that, if you can sell assets in order to get some money and repay the debt, then that, that's another way out of it. And I, I've done that myself as well. You know, I can remember uh, hawking my my Xbox and all my games and and paid off a, a couple of debts with it. It's you know you know that that's the that's the way life is sometimes. But you've got to think about assets as as you know things that you can liquidate, things you can turn into cash. And sometimes that's just the right thing to do. So where we started this video was free debt advice, friend or foe. Don't be sucked into the hype that just because of the funding model, they are somehow in bed with. The, the debt management industry with the credit industry with the financial services industry. The fact of the matter is the Financial Conduct Authority, the UK regulator, says that they have to, the debt advice providers have to make the right solution for you and your circumstances. 
So they aren't allowed to say, right, we're, we're going to put you on a debt management plan if you cannot afford it, just because they make a bit more money out of it. Because the, the financial conduct authority would take away their license to trade. It's as simple as that. And likewise, they can't say, oh, well, you have to go to a, for, for an IVA, for you know, an independent voluntary arrangement, because they get a kickback on the fees. No, if it's not the right solution for you, they are not allowed to tell you to do that. And actually, while we're on the subject of IVAs, you'll probably have come across it in the media. There was an awful lot of mis-selling of IVAs, and it took the government a while. It was dragging its heels a bit from but they've actually now stopped the kickback, um, the the sort of the bung, the, the the money that was was paid to the people who were referring you. And a lot of those referral companies were set up with one goal in mind, and that was to tell you that an IVA was the right thing to do. They weren't debt advisors. They were selling a product, and they were capturing customers to do so. That mis-selling has now stopped. So hopefully anyone now going into an independent voluntary arrangement, an IVA, will be doing so in good faith knowing that it is actually the right solution for them. So just remember a couple of things there. The funding isn't direct between the people you owe money to and the debt advice agency. It's the way that the government chooses to fund debt advice in the UK. And then the second thing is that if a debt advice agency that's authorised by the government, and I will put a link to the authorised ones down there, if a debt advice agency that is authorised by the government gives you the wrong information and puts you in on the, the wrong solution, then they are li liable to lose their license to trade uh, when the FCA comes knocking. Okay, folks, latest potatoes off your pop.